For too many years, families of children with devastating illnesses have felt helpless as they watched their child suffer. Today, they're taking matters into their own hands and finally finding relief, treating their child with cannabis. These are their stories. Welcome to another episode of Love and Cannabis. I am Nina Simmons. And I am Osiris Steffen. And we are the proud parents of Aiden Steffen. Hey guys, welcome to another episode. Hello, hello, hello. Oh man, we're looking forward to this interview. Um, I have to be honest, we originally had him before and you know, through technical difficulties, I forgot to press the record button, but <laughs> we're, that's behind us now Yikes. and we're ready to do this again. I'm here to interview with Chris Harris of King Buddha CBD. Um, Chris is now in Florida uh, coming to us live here and we're looking forward to hearing what he's been up to and how this whole journey into the CBD world uh, started for him. How's everything? Chris? How's everything? Thank you for having me on. Hi, Chris. Thank you. No, nah, everything's great, brother. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate your time. How's the weather out there? Hot. And hot is an understatement. <laughs> it is next level. But that's Florida summer, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And oh, happy belated Father's Day to you as well. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Thank you. So, Chris, I mean, uh, with so many brands out there, like, what did you guys, or you and your team, or yourself, you know, what went into the idea of starting your own CBD company? Like, can you give us, an, like, the process or start for you? Well, I was introduced to it by um, co-founder, my partner, my business partner, Adam. Um, I've known him since high school, junior high school, actually, I think. And um, just throughout my life, I've been a part of some things, played sports, really banged up my body. And I was to the point where I was taking about 2,200 milligrams of Advil a day just to kind of survive and make it through the aches and pains. And that's pretty much destroying yourself. So um, he was introduced to CBD by somebody. And a good friend of ours has multiple sclerosis. And um, he grabbed some, gave it to his friend, and saw how much it helped him. So he introduced it to me, said, hey, Chris, try it. And I just kind of let it sit there, went about my daily routine, didn't really think about it until one day I tried it. And I can't say that, hey, it worked, but I realized, like, wait a minute, I don't really feel as much pain as I, I did before. So I thought maybe it could just be the placebo effect, like, hey, all right, whatever. So I tried it again, and I, I really started to realize the difference. So... I told him, hey, you know, this is amazing stuff. And we discussed it and decided to get into business together to help people because, you know, this did, I understand how much pain I was in. This, this can help me. can't imagine how many other people out there could help. So, you know, King Buddha was born. Well, nice. Can you explain what, what was your injuries that you sustained? Uh, I mean, I, I played football. So the doctors say I have a body of like an 80-year-old man. So I have oh. like arthritis in my hands, my knees, my yeah, spine. I have like no cartilage yeah. in one of my knees. I have a shattered elbow. Knees, I'm just a yeah. hot mess. And, you know, just sometimes for no reason, just because it's Wednesday, you know, you have aches and pains. And, <laughs> and, and it really worked wonders for me. How'd you come up with the name King Buddha? 
Like, whose idea was it? Did you guys flip a quarter for it? I hated the name. And, and Adam came up with the name. And <laughs> I don't really... I honestly, which is kind of weird, I really don't know the complete story behind, like, why King Buddha. I think he just said, I liked it. I just thought of it and I liked it. And I was just like, I hate this name. I just felt like it was such a narcissistic, like... like and then boo the king and then yeah who calls himself king right and then the buddha I was like everybody gonna think we're like big drug dealers or something like that i just didn't want any parts of the name but you know <laughs> other people started coming up to us and saying i really like the name i really like the name and i was just like are they just saying that because they just want to flatter us or whatever the case is or do they really like it but when you start to hear it enough time you realize you know what if they like it, I guess I gotta love it, and and it grew on me. But at first, I, I wanted no parts of it. I was, I was trying to you know source people to give me ideas and better names and companies, branding companies to see what's a better name. And I was gonna Adam let's try this name, but I just gave up on it. I was like King Buddha. And, so it's like so you decided that okay, let's come up with this business, and it's it's a huge undertaking. What was the first step? Was it research? Was it making connections? So tell us a little bit about that process on basically starting this huge undertaking. Well, being an athlete, you win, lose, or draw, you're very conscious of what you put in your body. So as I realized the CBD worked, you know, we one did more research on kind of understanding exactly what CBD is because unfortunately, even to this day, there's a lot of misinformation out there on the internet. And if you know, if you don't have the patience or understand good spaces to get the good information, it could be really confusing. So I, we educated ourselves on the difference between broad spectrum, full spectrum, isolate, the different ways of extraction of, of the CBD oil, um, just understanding the farming and just the legality of it. Because at the time, um, the the farm bill wasn't passed yet. So there was still a lot of legal issues regarding what you could and couldn't do with CBD. And, and so we educated ourselves and then we decided to look at what the various products were on the market and how it was being incorporated into you know, our everyday lives and different products. And then we just decided that, okay, this is something that we feel we could get in business. Then we started sourcing, all right, we're going to get in business. We want to make sure that we can control as much of this process from see the table or see the product that we could, because that will eliminate a lot of the gray area for us and our products. And so, you know, just dealing with the struggles of, starting a CBD company, there's a lot of ups and downs and growing pains that you have to go through. And But we felt we took all the necessary steps to ensure that the quality of our product is top-notch. We're involved all the way through. And, um, you know, we're, we, we understand what we're putting on the market. Oh, good. Now, you mentioned your partner, um, Adam. I didn't get his full name. Adam Stamatis. Adam Stamatis. Now, you guys were junior high school friends, high school, I assume. And at what point did you guys meet back up together? Because, I mean, I'm assuming he did he play football with you? Did you guys career, you know, continue forward? Or you guys met up later on to come and form this company? No. So I had just, I was, I mean, I was gone from my hometown for a while. Um, I didn't move back. Um, I would say I was gone almost 12 years. It's not 
Yeah, maybe 12 wow. years. No, I could be, hold on, that's a complete lie. I was gone maybe <laughs> eight years. And um, I only moved back because my wife um, didn't want to live in the city. I was living in Harlem at the time. So when we got married, um, I moved back to Rockland County, which, you know, where I grew up in the latter part of my life. And we were in Costco and, you know, somebody was saying, Chris, Chris, Chris. And I was completely oblivious <laughs> to him. And my wife was like, hey, Chris. So I was calling your name and I was like, okay. And I looked and I was like, oh, snap, Adam. So it was kind of like we reconnected from there and we became close, kind of like picked up where we, where we left off years ago. I haven't seen him since almost high school at this point. So, and then just, we always stayed close. We reconnected. We were like brothers again. And then, you know, the CBD conversation didn't happen until almost maybe another eight years later. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so yeah, so you knew this was going to be your partner in business. You guys stayed in touch that long and just, you know, kept building the relationship. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's a godfather of my children, so it's it's somewhere where he's really close and, and, you know, we converse all the time. And even before business, we hung out again, kind of reconnected. So, you know, I had no apprehension about, getting in business together with him. Wow, awesome, awesome. So now when it comes to brainstorming your brand and how to get it out there in front of people, how does that come out about? Like, do you guys have a boardroom? Do you guys make all these decisions? Or, like, what is it that you guys look for when you want to market your brand? We really want to get our product in front of the people who we feel want to use the product. So more so than really trying to brand ourselves, it's almost with the philosophy of if we build it, they will come. I mean, Adam has, he's been in marketing for most of his life and sales and works for Google and, you know, Fortune 500 or 100 companies, whatever the number is. And so a lot of his marketing skills and understanding the SEO and SEM and things of that nature um, helps us with the website and social media and things of that nature. But the actual product, we felt that we wanted to create a brand that provided the highest milligram, the highest possible CBD for the lowest price point and then get it to those people. So what we did was, um, instead of being like a lot of other brands that look for big time name endorsements or things of that nature, we said, hey, we want the everyday person the weekend warrior, the person who's a teacher, the police officer, or the garbage man, or whoever it is, and then they like to jog after work, or they like to just be active. And then we created another brand called the Run Series, which was geared towards the more serious weekend warrior, the type of person that likes to attend the Spartan races and the mud runs and and running marathons and things of that nature. So. We introduced these guys. We actually set up, um, we teamed with the North Face, we teamed with Spartan Race, we teamed with Lululemon so we can get in front of these active athletes. And they had questions. And we just decided we're not going to sit in and try and sell. We're going to educate because so many people don't know what CBD is. So we would just have conversations and not push any product on anybody and just have samples there. And a lot of racers are, hey, now I'm interested, but I want to wait till after the race. Hey, come back after the race. We give them samples before they leave home. They're over here purchasing because they see how much it helped them, um, whether it was the cream, whether the gummies, or whatever the case is. 
So that's what, that was our goal, just to get in front of the people, the everyday people who need this the most, not the person who makes a billion dollars and can afford anything. We want the person who is the most cost-effective, high-quality product out there. And right now, you know, we look and, and study this all the time, and we have the highest milligram of CBD per dollar on the market. And we challenge anybody to find anybody who's who's selling it for less. I mean, we have our competitors who are, you know, they'll do capsules, they'll do 10 less capsules and the prices are $10 more. And price is huge. Price is huge because it can be unaffordable for, for a lot of people. Absolutely. But the education part now also brings it into where they understand why it's not, and no disrespect to any other business, but why it's not the gas station CBD, why it's not this for, you know, you know, 1099 or whatever the case is and, and letting them know the difference between our product and some of the others on the market. The education is definitely, definitely, definitely key. So I'm really interested in learning more about the products in your running series. Um, being a, a runner myself, I did a, a couple of half marathons and I run, I ran a lot in college and high school. So can you just elaborate more on the products in that running series? Absolutely. So, <clears throat> excuse me, back to how it got developed. We were going to, I want to say the North Face events, uh, and we were there and, you know, we had various people come up and try the product. And then one day a gentleman came up, he sampled and came back to us the next day and said, guys, I want to work with you. This is the most Im- impressive product that I've ever had. And I haven't gotten a good night's sleep like this in probably like five, six years. Yeah, boy. We were like, okay, cool. You know, what's your name? And he's like Dean Carnassus. And we had no idea who Dean Carnassus was. Until we Googled him, and he is considered, he just won an award um, maybe two months ago um, for men's health, calling him um, one of the top 63 most fit human beings in world history. Wow. Um, He has been a torchbearer for the Olympics and two different (laughs) Olympics. He has ran nonstop from New York City to Los Angeles. He's run in Death Valley. He's run at the North Pole. He is considered the Michael Jordan of marathon running. He did 50 marathons in 50 days and finished what? with the New York City <laughs> Marathon. Yes. <laughs> Insane. So, yeah, he, he was like, hey, we want to work with you guys. I want to work with you guys. And it just so happened at the time, because we were going to so many of these running events, me and Adam were already developing this run series so what dean did and some of our other athletes that we have under the king buddha line they did the real world testing of our products said hey we really like this we really don't like this or can we change this this is some of the issues that i deal with when it comes to running can we add something in there to help that so we developed our line and we started it with a beginning during and post focus for athletes We created an energy drink, CBD, BCAAs, small amount of caffeine, glutamine, everything your body would need to fortify itself to give you that boost of energy to help you focus for before your run or your workout. Then during this run, especially for people who run, you know, 50 mile runs, 25 mile runs, you start to develop shin splints and just various elements of swelling with your feet, whatever the case is. So we 
we created our soft gels, and the soft gels have curum in it. And curum is the active ingredient in turmeric, which everybody knows is known to help um, with inflammation. So we created the soft gels because it's something that the runners could take on the trail with them, just pop it where they need it. So now once it starts to help with the inflammation, the CBD, the curum, you can focus back on running. And then for after the race, we have a pain cream in our regular King Buddha line, but we decided, you know what, right after this race, these guys are going to want something that's going to work even faster. So we created a roll-on, which is hands-free, because typically you might have grimy hands after a run. Um, you put this roll-on on and it has DSMO in it, which aids in faster absorption of the arnica of the CBD to get into your system. So... That's all run line. Wow, that's a lot of. That's, it, yeah, it feels like you guys were runners because you like you thought of everything. Yeah. Runners, me? No, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> not. I, I'm with you on that one. No way, shape, or form. <laughs> and it's funny when we got you know run to the fridge and back. That, that's about it. That's where it stops for me. It's funny because when we got into yeah, right. this with Dean, Dean was like, "Hey guys, you know he's." high energy let's run and i'm like yeah mm -hmm. dean and through him we could get sponsored for the new york city marathon and i'm like yeah let's do it let's do it then i really started thinking about this i was like that is the worst idea i probably could have ever came up with <laughs> so yeah, I, I, that was completely off the table but unfortunately but good for me i think the new york city marathon just got canceled because of covid so i got an excuse when win, lose, or draw i got an excuse why i can't run <laughs> the gods have spoken he's like oh, we're gonna bail him out <laughs> he knew it was over for me so now having built this uh partnership now lulu lemons now I call them mama yoga pants because I see a lot of moms wearing these pants and I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. But how did that Jesus. come about? <laughs> what? I mean, you wear them. I, I, I like you wearing them. Even They're if it's nice. just to go shopping. They are very nice. <laughs> nice company. <laughs> <laughs> so or, yeah, we've been lucky that lightning has struck for us in the right place at the right time with, with a number of things. So one of our retailers um, tried our product. Uh, somebody went to one of the retailers where we sell our product and they tried it and they loved it. And they reached out to us, said, hey, Lululemon, we would be interested in working with you guys. So we were um, implanted in all of their New York City stores and we would essentially just set up on-site activations and just educate their customers on what CBD is, the products that we offer, and just have real-world conversations with them. And one thing that we noticed that helped us develop our King Buddha line, especially Lululemon, it's, it's women-driven, right? So you have um, women that are very active too. So not only do we have our tinctures, we have our pain creams, but we said, hey, we need to create more products that allow people to get CBD into their system more with their daily routine. Because a lot of people take CBD almost to be reactive, but CBD is really its best when you're taking it every day and it kind of fortifies in your system. So we said, okay, let's create 
a moisturizing face pearl for women. They take their shower, they do whatever through their daily routine, and then they have a face Ooh. moisturizer. And we said, hey, people like to run with their pets, so why don't we offer pet treats? Yes. So we offer pet treats. So we just try to, hey, what are things that we do every day, what our market does every day, how can we incorporate CBD into it so it helps them get it without even thinking about it? Some people aren't good with routines, right? But there's certain things that we routinely do. Like, tell me to take my vitamins every day. It's probably not going to happen. But every day I'm going to wake up and brush my teeth, right? Wash your face, So it's kind of one of those things. Well, we hope I am, right? (laughs) (laughs) And shower. So I'm assuming you're coming up with a soap bar. This is kind of like our approach. (laughs) This is kind of our approach to it. And that's how it worked out with Lululemon. So we really got some good insight on on the the people that we spoke to there and, and how we can help them get CBD into their daily lives. Wow, congrats. That's huge. I mean, that's a major brand. Yeah. Major, major brand. Grassroots marketing will, will never end. I think that's when you're, you know, at the people, when you're talking to the people, and, and, and that's what you're trying to sell to. So being able to converse with them and really listen to what they want. Sometimes I think with brands, they want to tell the world or the market what they want versus listening to what the market wants. And, and that's really helped us being good listeners, um, develop some really awesome products. Nice. Um, just going back to what you, you said about um, broad spectrum, isolate, uh, full spectrum. And I noticed that your products are broad spectrum. Um, can you explain to listeners what that means? Well, essentially this, a number of ways or different types of um, cannabinoids in hemp, right? So the one that everybody, it's really two people focus on. They, they focus on THC and they focus on CBD, but there's also CBG, CBN, and I mean, thousands of others. So they all work in harmony together to help your body feel the relief and some of these elements that was why we take the CBD. So full spectrum is an extraction method where they just pretty much takes everything out of the hemp stalk and we only use hemp derived CBD. We don't use it for marijuana. So it takes everything out of the hemp, including the THC. Now with hemp, as we all know, there's only less than 0.3% of, of THC in it, which is the legal limit. But for certain individuals that are in law enforcement, that are in military or are professionals that can't afford to have a positive test uh, with THC, you don't know how sensitive the drug test might be. They prefer not to have any THC whatsoever in the product. So that's what broad spectrum is. You still get all the goodness of all the other cannabinoids that's in full spectrum, minus the THC. So they kind of call that the entourage effect. When you get all those little cannabinoids working together, it enhances the effect of the CBD. And then isolate is just what it says. You isolate the CBD and you leave everything else out and it's just pure CBD. Um, For effect, a lot of people say it's not as good as an effect because it doesn't give you the entourage effect of all the other cannabinoids. So that's why kind of broad spectrum is the middle ground and typically the one everybody likes the the most because it's the most effective without the THC. Oh, wow. Nice. And that's why you guys decided to 
to go for that. Yeah, that, that's why we wanted it. I mean, you know, my background, um, you know, there's a number of reasons why I couldn't have THC in my system. So I kind of wanted to market to individuals that can't have it. And, you know, military, even though the military says, hey, you know, you can't have, we don't understand, you know, hemp, we don't understand CBD, so you can't have it. But there's no CBD test, right? You can't take a drug test for the CBD. Right. So as long as there's no THC in the product, I, I, and we have a bunch of active military, retired military, law enforcement that's active that use our product. And they and I tell them, I was like, listen, all you can do is just trust me and just understand that there's no CBD test. How are they going to know? There's no THC in this product. Our COAs show that there's absolutely no THC in the product. So you are safe to take our product. And they give it a shot and it's worth so that's and that's very important with people understanding the brands that they're using. Mm-hmm. Make sure they have that certificate with that third lab, third party lab test to show or to back their claims. Because these companies, I see their products. They say full spectrum product, and then they'll say no THC. It's like how that doesn't even make any sense. Exactly. You know exactly. And this is what they're selling. And it's people who are selling product, they don't even understand what they have. And it's scary. No, it is really scary, um, especially if you're taking it for, uh, you know, uh, my son's taking it for seizures. If you're taking it for MS, you really want to know what's, you know, what's in the product. It's very important. Absolutely. I mean, think about that. That could be your livelihood. That can be anything. And, and just for them not doing their due diligence of of understanding their product. They can ruin your life. And to them, it's just like, oh, oh well. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Who are your biggest clients? Are they athletes or are they the elderly? Like, who do you see are buying your, your products the most? Huh. It's kind of a mix. It's, it's the everyday. We, we're starting to get a lot of women um, that are using our product more and more. Mm. And I wouldn't necessarily say, even though we market to athletes, um, I wouldn't necessarily say, actually, no, we don't market to athletes, but I would say active individuals are, are who we see take our products more. The el- elderly are definitely there that are using their products for elements and things of that nature, but we're getting a lot of active people who are purchasing our product. Um, the run series is very attractive to them. Um, and just our product working, a lot of it's been word of mouth. We've been lucky that people have told friends and and, you know, some of the retailers that we in, um, one of the biggest pharmacies in New York City reached out to us and she was like, what are you guys doing? And the owner told the general manager to contact us. And we thought it was a trick question. Well, uh, I'm not sure what you mean by what, what do you mean? What are we doing? She said, we're out selling some of the major brands that are in there three to one. Wow. And these are big names in the industry. And we were like, Hey, we're just, the products work. They speak for themselves. And sometimes as much as we try to market and and acquire new customers, if your product isn't good, you're just going to get them from the one shot. And that's it. I mean, even yesterday, two days ago, um, somebody posted um, on their social media and we shared it on ours, but it's the Ignite brand. They had the Ignite CBD, and they put our side by side, and they said ours by far trumps this product. They were like, the other one was a complete waste of time. And, you know, I don't want to call them out, but this is a testimony for somebody, a customer. I don't even know who they are personally. 
So we, as much as a branding machine Ignite is and the big budget that they are, they couldn't stand up to the quality of our product. Oof, congrats. That's huge, especially in the, C, uh, you know, in the cannabis and CBD world. It's a small one, so that is going to be amplified. <laughs> That's going to be marketing for you. So, uh, uh, and when you mentioned about the grassroots, which is important, especially with education and meeting and meeting your potential clients or customers out there, with the COVID nineteen and the lockdowns here and there, have you been facing a challenge in meeting your potential clients or you know people who wanted to use your product? Absolutely. I mean, a big part of what we did was getting in front of these customers. Um, one, businesses are closed, right? So. You know, them not even getting in to interact with the product directly or see it and feel it something tangible um, is definitely a challenge. And then us being at various events and things of that nature, being able to educate and them getting trusted with our brand. Because we might not get the conversion right then and there, but they'll go online, they'll research us, they'll look, and then they'll purchase. So that aspect of it is, is definitely different. Um, we've been lucky that we've been able to market during this time, some new products. Like we just came out with, um, a month ago, a product called an immune boost plus CBD. So essentially dry yeast fermentate is something that has been used for years and it's been clinically proven to help fortify your respiratory system um, by by having bad cell killers, NK cell killers, and things of that nature to really fortify your respiratory system, your mucous membranes in your eyes, your nose, your mouth, even your ears. And we've combined that with the power of CBD. So if you think about COVID-19 and how that's an attack on your immune system, we said, hey, this product is is it's clinically proven to help defend against something like this. So we'll combine it with CBD and see what happens and it's a product that so far we've been getting really good reviews on um feedback with and we we saw the opportunity hey let's try and develop something new and bring it to the market and so that's kind of helped us stay afloat and stay relevant have people pay attention to us and once the restrictions are lifted with covid we're excited to get back to you know events like the cbd world expo we're really excited to get to that at the Javi center in new york and just kind of get back into the swing of things. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Can you repeat exactly what you said that or you were combined? What was it called for the listeners again? It was CBD and a yeast, you said? Um, yeah, so the actual product is called Immune Boost Plus CBD. But inside of it is, is their, their soft gels. And they're mixed with, obviously, CBD, broad spectrum CBD, and dry yeast fermentate. Fermentate, okay. So if you guys Google, you're listening, you, you Google dry yeast fermentate, and you'll see, like, hundreds of clinical studies about dry yeast fermentate and what it does for your body, your respiratory system, and how it's used in medicine and different wow. things. Um, and we've just used that technology and combined it with CBD, and that goes back to, you know, what products can we create to help people adapt to their everyday life and incorporate CBD into them. What I like about your products is that you realize that like CBD is not the end all be all. It's like you incorporate other things with CBD as well. 
So it's pretty innovative in yeah. that way. Yeah, it's not a like it's not a miracle product, right? CBD is amazing, but there's no one thing in this world that's like the ultimate abracadabra. Exactly. So you have to figure out how to enhance it with other things that we do and every day like my wife uses the face cream. She loves the gummies. Ooh. I mean, I'm a big user of, you know, the um, drink mix and the tinctures and the pain cream. And there's just various things. I don't have any pets, but the dog's treats are are, are awesome for people who have pets. Um, we also have melatonin soft gels for people having trouble sleeping. We have the curum for inflammation. We just said, hey, there's a problem. How can we fix it with CBD and incorporating other things into oh, it? Oh, that's awesome. That's really exciting. I'm interested in the drink. Now, with the for- <laughs> right? uh, now with the formulations, do you do the formulations yourselves or are you guys pretty much outsource it to a lab um, based on your specifications? Like, hey, I want you to include this, try it out, and give me, you know, how do you get it to where you want and say, okay, we're ready to go to market with this? We're lucky enough to be able to handle the formulations in-house. We have um, labs on the West Coast and on the East Coast that we're able to pretty much trial and error everything that we need to do. Wow. So we're lucky in that sense that we can just say, hey, mix up something and let's see how we can get this to work. Now, with your lab testing, um, how often are you sending those out to be tested, your labs, your lab work? Every batch that comes out, we, it goes out to the third party lab and, you know, and we will go through the full gambit. Each test is probably around like close to a thousand dollars. And we want every rooted to the two, the thing that you can, can test and we do it with every single batch. And then we'll make sure that we put the batch number on the, um, the date, the batch number on the COA. So you're not looking at a lab test from a product that was three years ago. Like it, everything is accurate. And we found that. We so, see that a lot. We so see. you put the batch number on every product label? Is that what you're saying? Yep. Every product label. And that's, Perfect. you know, the, the industry regulations now, right? You have to have, you know, the, the batch label on there. And what we do, how we do it is we actually use um, the QR code scanner. Yes. That's so awesome. So when you scan the QR code, all the information will come up. And then it would actually also lead you to... Um, the online site where it'll take you right to the coa and we also include the, all that information on the box as well as the bottle perfect chris because a lot of times it will we'll see a cbd and i'm like what's what's in it what's in it there's sometimes they don't have the batch number anywhere yeah you have to call the company and then they're fishing yeah. for it or you got to dig through their website to find it <laughs> you know what you're doing is huge it's yeah. very professional someone can go it's very transparent that's the word and, really exactly it's, it's, it's very transparent, transparent at and not all companies are like that. Yeah, that's for sure. And that's what we would want when you're buying something that you're going to put in your body, right? You want to be able to get the information as soon as possible. Not only do we have the COAs underneath every single product, but we also have a COA tab where you can just click on it and everything just shows up right there. So you have two spots conspicuously displayed where you can get the information on each and every product. And and we, we take pride in that. We want people to feel safe with, with what we have and, and what we're showing and and as we grow. It's huge, That's huge. Awesome. That's awesome. Now, uh, what retail stores have you guys gotten your products on? Like what shelves? Like which ones? If I wanted to go out right now to buy it, where would I find your products? Whichever stores that are open. 
<laughs> like we're in various sporting goods stores. If you go in New York, we're like in you know Zittimore Pharmacy is one of the biggest pharmacies yes. um, in the country. We're in like uh, Juice Journeys. We're in uh, um, some sporting goods stores. We're in uh, um, health food stores. Like uh, oh man, my brain is is hurting me right now. <laughs> like a Zambetti's, like this various places we can go out and, and get our product. And once we're back to being fully open, um, you'll be able to, you know, get our products at North Faces and Google Lemons and things of that nature. Now, getting in front of the retailers, how hard or how easy is it for them to say, you know what, I like your product, we'll get you on the shelf, and do they negotiate prices with you? Like, okay, well, you got to bring your price down to this. Even though you've already done that in advance, do you find that in trying to get your product on their shelves, especially trying to find space? Man, you remember Indiana Jones is trying to find like that treasure. It's kind of about how, how hard it is to try and get yourself, <laughs> at least for us, it is on how hard it is trying to get on, on shelves. Um, CBD world is, is such a clouded market and uh, a cloudy market. And, and I, I'm sure some of these companies are being pitched to by hundreds of CBD companies a day. So being able to separate ourselves from the pack is something that, you know, we really try to do, but like I said, the most part of us getting into some of these retail locations has been word of mouth. We'd have somebody who's taken our product and we've made introductions or we've spoke to somebody said, Hey, here, try the product. Let us know what you think. And it's like, Hey, I got to get these in the stores. Hey, I'll introduce you to somebody so we could do this down at there. And then a lot of foot patrol, right? Just getting out there, um, boots to the ground and just, Hey, are you interested in expanding your your offering of CBD? Now, how many people you have under under you? You know, how many people on your team? Um, so me and my business partner, you know, at the top of the company, and it's probably like a staff of, uh, said staff of all together from table to from excuse me from product to seed, probably probably like fifty ish. Everybody, whether it's the farm, the cultivating, the labs on both sides. So it's a decent sized staff. Oh, yeah, that's good. It's manageable, too, because, I mean, right now, uh, I was just watching the news. Some uh, big teams out there are taking the L, <laughs> especially in Canada. Yeah. I read about that. I don't know, you know, a couple of companies out there who, I guess, grew too big too fast and are now yep. cutting down um, to, God. <laughs> it's it's like it's bloodshed out there but i'm glad you guys are still up and running doing what you're needing yeah we've decided i mean we've with developing this we've i mean we've been through every single hurdle you could possibly do as a company or be involved in as a company and one thing that we are excited about is that we bootstrap this we don't have any investors into the company this is 100 percent funded by you know me and adam and we've been able to slowly grow and go through the growing pains and say hey let's start small if we needed to we had an emergency nest that we can jump into and and it, we would be good regardless with that but we said hey let's do this the right way let's not owe anybody Let's take baby steps. We don't need to have five million products out there right away. Let's just slowly go. And we went small, and we've dealt with the regulations of, of the you know, the issues with social media, the issues with the merchant accounts shutting everybody down. I mean, we've been through every single point of it, and we just adjusted and decided, hey, let's get every certification you could possibly have 
So when these regulations come down, um, you know, we already have it and don't have to adjust. We decided early on we were going to get into the vaping and decided, you know what, let's completely not even waste our time with that because it's so cloudy. So there's certain moves we decided to stay away from, just let everybody else have that battle and the smoke clears, if it clears, we can jump in, you know? And And then we looked at other people's mistakes. We said, hey, look what this company did, you know, reading publications, just keeping your ears to the streets of what's going on and said, okay, we're not going to make that mistake. Wow, that's really smart. It's what's interesting because I just saw something today um, that uh, there was a report that they're blaming, I think the FDA or the CDC is blaming lung issues on vaping. That's a clue. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say that too loud, but it's, it's, <laughs> no, I know. but, but again, it's, it's true. You know, the publicity itself in itself, you know, so they put it out there. I was like, wow. Okay. It's on the news. Okay. But they don't even know. They, they don't. don't know. They I don't. mean, the FDA, right? I had an event one time and, and this guy shows up with his friends and his friends are interested in the product. And this dude just starts reading me the riot act. Like he's giving me the 10th degree and, and, oh, I work for the FDA and he's trying to fire off questions and, and comments and statements. And I'm just firing him back the facts of what it is. And then it got to the point and I was like, hey, you know, if you really cared so much, the FDA approves products that kills people every day. Exactly. So Message. What are you sitting here worried about me when I'm telling you this is all natural? And his friend still brought the product anyway. So I don't know why <laughs> he was trying to grandstand, but it, it didn't work. And, you know, it's and, and that's the problem. There's so many people who don't. It's a business. And, yeah. and unfortunately, you know, Dying is a business too. Unfortunately, so, yes. However, yes. the government can can keep this cash flow going. They're gonna do it. It's, it's a funny story. I was watching this documentary, right? And these are for this. This is kind of for the individuals that swear by whatever the FDA says. <laughs> so, the process to let's say a prosthetic, right? Let's say you need a new hip. Okay, so there's a process to getting this new hip that you just created approved. So to go through this process early on, there was only, let's say five people trying to get hips approved. So they would study the hip they would approve, deny to keep it pushing. But what happened was as more and more people tried to create these products, now you have 10,000 people a day trying to submit patents and products to get approved by the FDA. So they go, okay, this is what we're going to do to speed up this process. If a product that was previously approved, if your design is within 90% of what that design was, you're going to automatically get approved. But what happens is some of those designs that got approved, you put the hip in somebody and all of a sudden it gets recalled because the metal starts rusting and it's killing somebody or it's doing something to cause them cancer. They're not removing those from that 90%. So if Kyle creates a hip, it gets approved, and a year later they have to recall it because it's killing people, it's rusting in their body, and I come with a hip design that's 90% close to what Kyle's design was, I get approved. So I just got approved from a failed product. 
Wow. And then somebody a year later goes off of my design and then a year later off of his design. So you can go 10 years later that this design has failed, this failed design has approved 10 designs after. And that's the FDA's process. So how close of an eye are they really watching on these products? So when it comes to CBD, they don't care about it. They're just trying to figure out how to capitalize on it. They're just trying to figure out, hey, this is alternative medicine. This is going to take away revenue from that. We can't approve this. We can't have that yeah. done. Agreed. Agreed. I said that a lot. It's alternative about. medicine. Exactly. You know? And so when a lot of people harp on what the FDA says, and oh, the FDA didn't approve, I really challenge them to kind of sit back and do their research and really think about the things the FDA does approve. I mean, me being an athlete, um, I took Vioxx one time in college. I did too. It was a new thing for inflammation. And guess what? Got recalled for what? Causing cancer. Oh and I was popping Vioxx like it was Skittles. And I was taking it as prescribed. I wasn't overdose. I wasn't overusing it or abusing it. I was literally taking it as prescribed. Three years later, Vioxx causes cancer. But it was FDA approved, right? Yes, I took Vioxx as well, yes. But that's interesting, though. It's like, how long has Vioxx been on the market? Prior to... Me taking it, I have no recall. Yeah, I mean, be prior to the recall. I I was taking it in two thousand and four, three, somewhere between two thousand three and two thousand and five. I was taking it, and nope, I was taking it in two thousand and two. That's when I was taking it, and it probably got recalled. Maybe I want to say two thousand and ten. Wow! So five years later, so it had to be on the market for at least ten. 10 years, maybe 10, 15 years before Absolutely. that. So they had to be, because I know before anything gets into the market, it, well, I know that with vaccines, it takes about 10 years before it gets approved. So are they speeding up the processes for certain drugs? I mean, think about this. It's a business. Like right? Lobbyists, everybody, you know, puts their money in the pot to try and get yeah. their products approved and things of that nature. And, yes. and, you know, a little bit of red tape for some and then oh. others go right under the red tape. So I'm not, completely sure that was Vioxx's way but you know it, it happens a lot and and what happens is for them to recall it's a problem right so for there yeah. has to be a pattern of a problem for them to be like okay something's wrong with it really bad yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has to be really yeah it, it, like excuse my french it's, it's like up yeah, yeah exactly yep. so it's like one was a fluke <laughs> okay that's yep. about 20 all right i think we need to move on this exactly. yeah, it has to be really horrendous wow so i challenge everybody who kind of goes against the, the cbd grain and saying oh this is an fda this, this is an fda that really dig and understand what the fda does and then really educate themselves on CBD. Find a company, look them up, just comb through it, a fine tooth, comb through their business. I mean, take us, King Buddha CBD, and do it and just really educate yourself on the product, on CBD. Well, I have my last question, but thanks for that input too, because that's very helpful too. I mean, you know, with the FDA putting its foot into the uh, CBD world and hemp as well. And so they're, it's, it hasn't been easy for a lot of companies and a lot of people who really are trying to just navigate it and just find themselves on the short end of the stick and losing almost everything that they put into it. Yeah, because they, they, you know, they came out with their derivative product Yeah, that they were actually trying to push on our son as well. Yeah, we're like, now we're and good. And there's a lot of sugar and additives inside. It's not even a plant. It's a derivative yeah. of the plant. So it's not even a real plant. 
But what they make the money off is on the patent of the fact yep. that they put their little chemical in there. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so let me ask a question um, before I let you go. In reference to your product line, now, do you also private label or white label? Are you guys considering it? Are you doing affiliate marketing as well? Yes, we do white label. Um, we're, we're white labeling now for another co- some companies out there. And we also do affiliate marketing. Um, we definitely try to... You know, for the brand, for the King Buddha brand, really leverage, um, you know, affiliate marketing because of, you know, the biggest digital marketing tool right now, other than I still believe that email marketing is king, but the power of social media can't be denied. But unfortunately, they deny CBD. So you can't really use that to its full extent. So you have to leverage affiliate marketing and, 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 and get these backlinks and things of that nature. Make sure your SEO for your website is on point to really kind of give you wings. And then, you know, when it comes to white labeling, like I said, Adam um, comes from Google and he comes from that, you know, world of digital marketing. So we have the capability to completely set up the website, the e-commerce, build a website, handle the SEO, do everything from the product to the digital marketing. And it really is a la carte how some companies have us fully involved. Um, some companies have us just creating the products for them and they're handling everything else. And, wow. you know, we can pretty much tailor it to your needs if you're interested in white labeling. Oh, that's awesome. That's great to have those options. Oh, wow. And you guys also do the wholesaling too. Yes. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. So basically, if someone's interested, you can consult them on which what avenue is best for them because they, you know, people come in and say, "I want to wholesale," but then they realize, uh, "Oh, I need to have a business license. Oh, I need to do this. I, I didn't know. I thought I could just jump into this industry." And you can tell them, "Hey, maybe you want to do affiliate marketing. Just, you know, just try it out. Yeah, be an affiliate to start from there." Yep. Yeah, you got a lot of that. People trying to get on the wave of um, CBD, and and the first thing is that they're not even sure how they want to get started. And then sometimes there's a lot of do this, that, and the third, and they understand the cost that's really involved in trying to start your own company. And they're like, okay. So, you know, there's a number of steps and number of ways that we just try to, like I said, education is is the key to kind of how we operate and just say, hey, you can do this, you can do that, but this is kind of the cost involved. You could start small like we did and work your way up bigger, or if you want to just jump out the window, that's up to you too. We might not recommend that, but it's, <laughs> it's what you decide to do, you know, w- with your business, you yeah. know? So we, and then we just try to, you know, just be there. Customer service, being there for them, calls, emails any time of day. I mean, we're dealing with people from North Carolina to California to Texas, different time zones, and Adam and I try to make sure we're available yeah. um, all the time. We'll never usually 12 hours is the times it takes for us to, to get back to a client if it's, you know, a phone call, um, emails. I mean, if I'm up at two in the morning, you send me an email at two in the morning, I'm going to respond back to you at two in the morning. So yeah, sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so it's kind of like that, that's our approach with this. And, and we just, we want to go to the industry, right? Because if we don't go to the industry as a whole, we don't educate the people. If we don't, do our due diligence to make sure people um, want to take CBD and trust CBD as a product, you know, we're going to be out of business. There's going to be a lot of people out of jobs when it doesn't need to be that way. 
Because there's some people that, you know, we educate and they don't come with King Buddha. They don't use King Buddha products. Fine. You know, that's great. But we wouldn't treat them any different. We're still here. This is a pose we want to take. And we just continue to roll in that way. Wow. Congrats. You guys are really doing it. You're I, really doing it. I appreciate what you guys are doing. Your, uh, the integrity and also the fact that you're very transparent about your products and what you're doing with it. I wish you all guys all the best and the success um, that's coming forward for you guys. Um, how would our, our listeners get to you guys? You know, How would they find you? Well, they can follow us. First of all, they can go to our website. It's www.kingbuddhacbd.com. So that's kingbuddhacbd.com. You can find us at Instagram the same way, kingbuddhacbd. We are on Twitter. We are on LinkedIn. Facebook, King Buddha CBD. It's pretty much anywhere you can find King Buddha CBD. We're on there. If you want to email us, you can email me directly. I'll give you my direct email. It is chris at kingbuddhacbd.com. Um, you can reach out to me if you have any questions. Um, if you're interested in product, wholesaling, retailing, whatever the case is, or you just want some information on CBD, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Um, we're here 24-7. Awesome, awesome, brother. I really appreciate you um, spending some time with us the second time around. <laughs> yes, thank <laughs> but you. But it's been a joy each time, though. <laughs> each time has been a joy, but really appreciate having you, man. Thank you again. Thank you, guys. Thank you. No, thank you for having me on. And, and this platform to really you know, educate people on, on CBD and, and the businesses highlighting them. So thank you. Yes. You. Definitely check him out. I'm about to go on his Instagram right now as well. Yeah. So thank awesome. you. And Chris, we're going to definitely check in with you. Um, see how you guys are doing. And I guess once this thing breaks, uh, this whole COVID, uh, era that we're in, I uh, definitely want to, you know, do a follow up with you and how you guys were able to, you know, get past this hump and really um, get back into the swing of things. Because I know that's one of the things you're really looking forward to doing. Can't wait. All right, my friend. You have a good night and thanks again for tuning in. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Have a good night. You too, buddy. Thanks for tuning in. Another episode of Love and Cannabis. I'm Osiris Stephens. And I'm Nina Simmons. Be strong and stay empowered.